Hey there, Geekscapists. Welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan London. If you downloaded this and were like, hey, it's geeky, I want to hear about it, well, you're in the right place. I just hope that you've uh, watched the entirety of the third season of The Mandalorian, because this, my friends, is The Mandalorian Season 3 special. Uh, Normally on a Geekscape, I like to sit down with a creative, like a filmmaker or an actor or somebody maybe involved in TV or video games, and... uh, Comic books is a big one, and we talk a, like one on one, one on two, whoever is in the, the the group, and we talk about creating these stories. Had a pretty damn good episode earlier this week, uh, talking about this upcoming documentary, Selling Superman, and uh, I talked to this documentary, Alan, who is documenting this family that inherited one of the most valuable comic book collections in the country right now. It's actually called the Fantastic Collection. And it includes one of the two most valuable copies of Superman number one in it. And uh, it was inherited uh, by this guy, Darren, and his family. Darren's also on the episode with Alan. Um, and um, his father was, listen to the episode. He was distant, um, potentially abusive. And it was, it, I mean, that was a pretty heavy episode. It was awesome. I love talking to them. And I got so much feedback from people saying, hey, like, this episode is awesome. Uh, we get to talk filmmaking, of course, documentary filmmaking. And, of course, like, this family inheriting one of the most valuable comic book collections of all time. And then wondering, like, what do we do with this? How do we even sell this thing? So um, if you're looking for an interview episode, jump back one episode in the feed after you're done with this one. And listen to the Selling Superman episode. It's a lot of fun. If you want to know what I thought of the Mario film, the Dungeons and Dragons film, hop two back. And me and my friend Angelica Trey talk about Mario and D&D and all that stuff. Uh, but this episode right here, you better be in the right place. Because it's the Mandalorian Season 3 special. And Ian Kerner's waiting in the wings with his jetpack on. Ready to just zoom in here. Guns blazing. He even has like one of those flamethrowers that the Mandalorians have. Mandalorians are like Swiss Army knives of the Star Trek universe. If you, if they need like a zip line, they got a zip line. If they need um, fire, they got fire. If they need this, they got this. If they need a. They got it. All right. We're gonna be talking about Mandalorian season three right after this on a brand new Geekscape. Right, Geekscape is I hope you're in the right place and I actually hope that you've watched all of season three of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Uh, we got a lot to say about it but there's going to be tons of spoilers so this is your last chance to avoid the spoilers before I mean Ian Kerner I cannot keep him back anymore. He's got the jetpack on. He's got the helmet on. He's He's got everything. He's ready. He's ready to zoom in here like a Mandalorian and just start just start collecting bounties. All right. 
Um, is that what Mandalorians do? I don't know. We'll discuss it. It kind of changed over the course of these three seasons. But we're mainly talking about season three. Uh, again, last time, spoiler warning. All right. You said it. I'm unleashing Ian. This is the Mandalorian season three special. Ian, get in here, my little baby Grogu. <laughs> oh, shit. You're actually wearing the Mandalorian shirt. If you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, you can see that Ian is flexing the Mandalorian mythosaur symbol shirt. He's ready to go. He's ready to rock. Um, I think there's a siren outside my window, which means that uh, Matt Kelly added it. Uh, Matt Kelly added another show to the Geekscape Network. Um, there he goes. There he goes. Congrats, Matt, on whatever Pop Tart Review Show or Captain Crunch through the years podcast you started. He has these idiosyncratic ideas for podcasts, and I'm like, that's a terrible idea. And then everybody listens to it. All right. So, Ian. We have not talked about the finale. We've we've kind of touched base a little bit on Mandalorian season three, but I gave them a spoiler warning. They should have seen all all uh, the episodes. They should be ready for the Mandalorian season three talk. What did you think of this season? Because I think well, actually, for season one, we loved it. Season two, things starting a little bit. But the know, end of season two was mind blowing. For end me of season anyway. two is awesome. Yeah. I mean, look, and you, I know you hate that they, when they go back to the legacy stuff, you want it to be its own thing. So yep. you had a mixed feeling about that, but it was still so pretty awesome. The yeah, the Luke Skywalker it. stuff was and, awesome. And, 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 and the setup, and that's what I really want to start talking about here is because we felt pretty sure that there was there was no way. In, in season two, it was like, great, he's met Bo-Katan. You find out definitively what's the deal with, you can't take off the helmet. Oh, because they're this fundamentalist crazy sect. You know, and I think it seems pretty clear that Din Djarin's either going to have to, you would assume, evolve into not being so fundamentalist and probably come to, into conflict with the covert of, you know, of, of you know, what his former clan or his clan was, right? Yeah. And season three goes a different way. Well, we also had part. the Book of Boba Fett. Do we just not talk about the Book of Boba Fett? Because obviously, well, Din it, and again, in that, that chapter too. in the Book of Boba Fett, it's pretty definitive. He has to go you know, to redeem himself because he's up front that he took his helmet off and he has to go and bathe in the waters of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and this is pretty like, she's straight up. The opera's like, no, you know, fuck you. I don't care how much, you know, Beskar you bring in, how much you give to the foundlings, whatever else. You took hey, your helmet yeah, off. Uh, it, what are, just, I know you're trying to make a point, but every time you tap your table, we hear it. Okay. All right. So continue, continue. Well, then it's make, a point, make a point with your finger. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, bang, bang. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, I mean, they're like, they don't give in at all, right, is the way things seem before season three. And then you it's find out absolutely... that bo couldn't even hold on to the leash herself in season three. And she's stuck on the moon of Mandalore by herself sitting on a throne. Well, wait, we're not talking about abandoned. Right now, I wasn't talking about bo I was talking yeah. about the armor and the covert. Okay. Yeah, Din Djarin's part of, and just how fundamentalist they are. Yes, you know, you walk the way of the Mandalore, you don't take your helmet off, which is some weird ancient thing that we've never seen before. So those of us that have watched, you know, all you know the anime shows, everything else, are like Mandalorians walking around without their helmets all the time mm. in that stuff, and it's not like it's being ignored because it's Dave Filoni. So when we got the answer that oh, you know, the initial thing when Bo-Katan meets Din Djarin is oh, he's one of those. You know, and then you actually have the armor explain it, you know, in the um, Book of Boba Fett episode, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, yeah, they're a very strict sect. So 
my feeling coming out of season two and that is all right you know really at the end of season two the way it's left is Bo Katan's going to have to straight up fight him and take the dark saber right yes. and that's I figured so you had you had that as well as you know where are his loyalties going to lie right yes. these we're, the we're, I was hiding for the season absolutely expecting there's going to be a big fight more Mandalorian civil war so. I think it's important to set the, the the stage for our conversation about this season with acknowledging mm-hmm. that, right? Um, I, I, I'm saying, so just for the sake of, you know, I don't want to interrupt. No, I so, got you. So we go in with idea. that and, and, and listen. And so, great. So we start off the season. Din Djarin goes and says, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm doing it. I'm going to Mandalore. That's what's going to happen. You, Bo-Katan told him, no, it's, you know, you can go down there. It's, it's fucked up, but, you know, you can go. So, you know, we see that. We see where she is. She has her little base, you know, her little house, you know, elsewhere on a moon. And he's going to go down there. Right? Right. So season one, all he needs is an excavation droid to go down there and test the atmosphere beneath the mines because he thinks that they've been destroyed and they're uninhabitable because they've been abandoned. Um, are you, were you a little disappointed in, in episode one that it was not even like a really catch up episode as much as it was like, hey, we're setting a stage for a narrative that we didn't even need because the whole point of the purpose was to go and find a, a droid that could kind of handle the atmosphere of, the, of these underground mines of Mandalore. And then it turns out at the beginning of season two that he could have just used an R5 unit. Yeah, I thought that was a little a little wasted. It introduces the pirates. It does introduce a, a, a bit of the stuff about mm-hmm. Navarro and where Navarro is now. It, it, and okay. No, it moved Navarro forward in a big way. Yeah, it moved Navarro forward in a big way. And, and, and the suggestion you, of him as the marshal was also in there. The whole season, I am just watching this, thinking about this Navarro episode, kind of st- like the, the Curse Sun episode as well, like just kind of sticking out like a sore thumb. I'm like, all right, well, that episode could have been just lopped off. We don't really need it. The cloning episode on Coruscant, my biggest worry we'll, was we'll that, that, that was good. Yeah, we'll get to my that. biggest worry that was going to learn lead into the Palpatine clones of the sequels, and I was like, oh, they're really uh, cal- calcifying their commitment to that. Oh, great! But I got to tell you, Ian, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I thought the finale stuck the landing was badass, and it made Episode One, uh, it, it paid it off full circle in the way that Navarro got their new marshal. Yes. You saw it that, kind of. It, I agree. It, it, with it that. closed the chapter of these three seasons. I don't think there's going to yes. be a Mandalorian fourth, fourth season. I think we're just going to go into uh, Filoni's film. I, I don't. Maybe I don't, if it is, I, maybe I don't, he's I don't, doing I don't think you're right about that. I, okay. I felt that it, I was shocked that they closed, like they really didn't leave anything dangling. What no. they did do is they, they they set up something else. What yes. they did is. They set it up so that now it's sort of back to the season one. He can go on adventures with the kid, mm-hmm. you know, and he, they, they've cleaned up, the, you know, all the things they set up. Moff Gideon is settled. Done, all that stuff is settled, yeah. What they've actually done. I, I feel like we're sort of jumping ahead. I don't know if you want to cover Yeah, we, we are. We, we don't have steps, to, but, but yeah. But, but I, was just, I was just commenting that season, that episode one of season three is very satisfied by, by the, episode eight. The, yeah, the, they're, they're, it's a clean arc without yeah. anything dangling. I was surprised they cleaned it up as much as they did. And going into the last episode, I really enjoyed it. It, it, It's a very fun episode. Um, Generally speaking, I'd say I really enjoyed the season. Um, I felt, and talking to other people and all this speculation, you got the stuff out there, you know, in particular, 
and, you know, getting into the spies. What's the spies plural? But we're only not sure of one spy. You know, a lot of people have, have been questioning the armor, you know, and my gut right. was I kept expecting the armor to turn on bo Okay. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to go by episode to episode or should we just yeah, do I mean, I mean, episode so? one just feels like it felt up until the season finale that it was just going to be resetting the stage, reintroducing everybody who's there. You're not going to satisfy this stuff, really. You're just going to set them off. And it, it felt a little unsatisfying. It was like, hey, welcome back to Mandalorian. The second episode starts to add a little bit of what I call kind of call the wait, what the heck? Like knucklehead factor where Mandalorians and you learn this later in the season as well. They keep getting eaten by prehistoric monsters. And it's like, well, no wonder the Mandalorians are completely extinct almost like a dinosaur could just walk up and eat them. You can just swim up out of the water and just start munching on them or fly out of the sky and eat I them. I mean, you, like, you, can ar- you can argue that, that there's, you know, I argue whether or not he's actually a Mandalorian, but this goes back to Jedi. Like these prehistoric monsters, right? I'm at saying least three Sarlacc, times right? in this season, are just eating Mandalorians I'm left saying, and right. And don't forget about the Sarlacc. Yes. You have the, the giant turtle alligator thing in this, in the second episode. Later, you got a pteranodon or something snatching a kid and then later you have a albeit a giant alligator crystal alligator but like it's still like Mm -hmm. guys move like you are terrible at these prehistoric monsters like mandalorians clearly got themselves wiped out of the universe not because the mines were bombed or the empire came in and blew stuff up because crunchy munchies just came in and took them and there's it's nowhere more apparent than the fact that like Din goes into these mines, you know. I, I think you mean John. And gets Din Jaren gets gets like thrown. He goes into these right, mines. Right, we now, we now know that Jaren is his first name, right? And it's like, bro, no wonder y'all abandoned it. A bunch of cavemen with clubs were coming for your lunch, and like y'all couldn't fight off a bunch of cavemen with clubs. Help me out here, a bunch of cavemen with clubs. Ian, a, a techno spider, which was badass. That design was amazing, and a bunch of cavemen with clubs. Ran off Bo-Katan and the rest of the Mandalorians? Come on. Come on, man. As Matt Kelly would say. Like, how did that seem like a logic leap for you? That, like, the only thing keeping them from repopulating the mines in their ancient cities was that bunch of cavemen with clubs were in there? That didn't hold a lot of water for you, did it? No, no. There was a bunch of stuff that, that seems. Um... Look, I was starting to say that every time I think they're going to do a really complex and interesting storyline, it ends up just being very simple. And is that a complaint? Maybe. I, I sort of felt a little dis- disappointed a few times. I mean, some of the places where they subverted my expectations, I was sort of happy about it. Like mm-hmm. the idea of I didn't need another, I didn't need my expected, um, what do you call it? Um Civil War again because no, that's what it's been. And we're against a backdrop of a civil war. No, yeah, we get it. We get multiple civil wars in here. Yeah, um, and and Bo-Katan calls it out, but also we, we saw that in um, what do you call it? You know, but those issues above Clone Wars and in Rebels, mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of Mandalorians as Mandalorians. So they're calling out. I really bought that. My problem, my issue, is. Yes, we get an episode. We see a couple of times Bo-Katan being a leader. Yes, you know, her name is well known. So it's a given that she, in theory, 
you know, she obviously has the loyalty of her former clan, the Night Owls, and everyone that was following her from what's called them the other tribe. But the, you know, the Dinjarin's covert with the armorer, it seemed to me like the armorer just turned on a dime. Like all of a sudden it's like, well, she's done these things. It's not even discussed, right? It's just suddenly, hey, you know what? I'm just going to say to sound? you. Ian, what is that? Somebody running a treadmill next to her? I don't think oh, so. Okay, keep going. Um, Sorry about that. But she's suddenly just going to be like, hey, you know what? Um, you can take your helmet off. She, yeah. And, and she's like, guess what? Totally take her helmet off. She's work- she walks in both worlds. Okay, so you it's both right. said you saw the mythosaur. Like, you can just literally walk up to the armor and be like, yeah, I saw the mythosaur, too. I bathed in the saying, waters, too. I bathed in the waters. It, and it's it's true. Well, no, no, he proved she it. Believed, but she believed, but she believed both he, of them. He proved it. He, he gave her the water that he was able to test. Mm. She okay. tested the water and then took their word after they actually gave her water that came okay. from it. Yeah, I remember the test. So, you got me so, there. So that, so that was fine. That was fair. Okay. Um, and honestly, the bottom line is, is yeah, he may have disgraced himself, but she doesn't really question Din Djarin's honor. But you have the situation with the techno spider thing, which I thought was one of the coolest designs ever. That thing was the leader of the Mandalores for a couple hours. Am I wrong? Theoretically, if it had claimed it, the same thing happened with Darth Maul. He claimed it. So it could have. Yes. Okay. And like, at no point did Jaren want to like be like, oh, by the way, I got knocked out and lost the dark saber, and she got it. So you didn't want to bring no, that up until why would the bring night that up? owls. He doesn't he's doesn't... not claiming to be the leader. But she wouldn't have brought that up before that situation with the night owls, where she had to duel. I don't have a problem with her bringing it up one way or the other. She wasn't trying to fight for it. Okay. She was, wasn't trying to take it from him. From her point of view, he had it. She had made it realize at that point in the series, she's checked out. She's not trying to lead anybody. No, no, she's leaving on a planet with a robot. Yeah, and it gets thrust back on here. Yeah, because she's burned. She just feels like she's failed. She has crazy guilt. And the Grogu so, rescue. Best part of the season? Um, the scene where Grogu jumps in his pod and flies out of the mines of Mandalore and I, goes I, to I, get I, lo- I loved him doing it. Listen, it Grogu was awesome. Up a lot. Grogu stepped up a lot this season. Grogu stepped up. He leveled up in a huge yeah. way this no, season. No, it, it, to me, it's cool as shit when she's all like, oh, God, what are you doing back? And it's just Grogu and just walks up and she's like, all right, I'm coming. You know, it's like yeah. you, you're not saying no to Grogu. You, just yeah, I, you know, no Grogu. as much as I was like, OK, let's see what this goes with episode one. And as much as I was like, are you kidding me? They're getting man. He's getting manhandled by a, by a techno spider and a bunch of like cavemen with clubs. The second I, Grogu goes for the rescue, I was like. Oh no! This is some TV we're watching. Now. Yeah, I like. This. Yeah, I was, that was that. fun. I was into that. Into I that. was upset that he got taken out. But listen, he's one guy. He he has armor, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's one guy, and I, I think they show they show he's a really good fighter, but he does get overwhelmed. I mean, you know, it's not, they don't have superpowers, you know. No. So okay. I, I I was a little bothered when it happened, but I liked it, and I liked that she came to his rescue. You know, well, I can still um, hear Ian tapping his hands. Right, I'm You're not so tapping. passionate, Ian. All right. Okay. Um, so listen, the end of that episode, the mythosaur, it was cool finally seeing a mythosaur. Yes. That was nice. It just so that, so the question becomes, I thought we'd get more out of that mythosaur. And, and that's my question. And when you look at that in conjunction with the appearance of the mythosaur in chapter 24 and the return, yeah. my sense, and this is, I feel like this is what the armor said, is like, it was sort of like an anointing. 
Mm-hmm. And I do think that for, for my point about the armor accepting vocal talent, I think it's important. I don't think they did a great job of really, I mean, you had the quick scene, but personally, I would have liked a little speech of, of the armor saying, not only has, can she work in both worlds, she's been actually anointed by the Mythosaur. Like, call out that really meant something. But and Grogu it meant something the to the armor. To What's that? But Grogu is the one who connected through the Force to the At Mythosaur. the end, yes. But I'm talking yeah. about that scene. That's the thing what I, that I'm saying is it's not really clear. I think what they're going for is the armor hears this story. They were in the water. She saw the Mythosaur. And the armorer sees this as straight up, okay, the armor is like, you know, a priest, you know, and she's like, the beginning oh. of a new biblical chapter for them. Yeah, and they've been, she's been anointed. You know, it's that kind of thing. But when the mythosaur comes up out of the water and it's like shown to be like an, an ancient dinosaur, how many Mandalorians does it eat? Probably a lot. And that, that's <laughs> honestly what I expected. When they first saw that, that mythosaur, I thought that this was going to be on, you know? Yeah. And that's so, still sort of my question with that. Like, all right, but, you know, it went in a little, in a little different way, and and honestly, I wonder if they didn't, if they left it vague with the armor, just so people would wonder, mm-hmm. you know? Because I, my entire time, I kept thinking, is, is this bitch going to just turn on Bo-Katan? You know, <laughs> is she just, you know, setting them up to slaughter them? I just wasn't sure. No, now, I'll be honest. I prefer a story where no, she actually sees the wisdom of what Bo-Katan said that you know, yes. Mandalorians beat Mandalorians. That's how they die because that was right. You know, it just, but it ended up being more simplistic than I expected. So, Ian, when we get past that episode to the convert, the one that takes place on Coruscant, and it brings back the scientists from season one, it brings back our uh, our loyalists to, um, you know, from season two. I, I found that episode dull. I found it a bit dull, and I was worried the whole time that they were doing this clone technology stuff Same not here. to create... Moff Gideon clones, but to justify the sequels. So mainly episode nine. I, I thought that too. And then something happened in, in chapter 23, the spies that made me think maybe not that for mm-hmm. me, chapter 24 explained. Yeah. I was really unclear at the end of the convert. Did she kill him? Did she wipe his brain? Does he recover she from just, that? What happened there? And why would she do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And my takeaway is clearly he helped with his cloning stuff that, you know, that Moff Gideon did exactly what he set out to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know where and when he actually succeeded because he was still after Grogu, but apparently he did succeed and was able to make clones of himself and give with himself force. force ability without them being deformed and crazy and whatever else. So apparently we're just told that, that he did that. He succeeded, but they're all dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. Which is a little like, okay. I mean, literally, that this is a major thing. And in, in fact, was the really big deal issue about why Snoke even existed and why it took Palpatine so long to come back. Mm-hmm. I agree. I did think that that was the point there. And that's the connective tissue. And do you watch Bad Batch? No. So Bad Batch also has a storyline going on right now. But mind you, that takes place. It's only initially when, it, when Bad Batch starts in season one, it's literally like right, right after the like 66 happened at the beginning of the yeah. episode yeah okay so and i think that in season two some time went by so we're maybe a year <laughs> after mm-hmm. you know and i've seen the first i saw the first episode of bad batch and i remember the order 66 happening during yeah. yeah caleb doom it was awesome so yeah so 
in season two of Bad Batch, we it actually is this base, and it's not clear to me is it the same one or not. Probably is where they're doing experiments and they're still looking to work on the clone technology. There's there is very good continuity between these shows because the same showrunner, right? right? So I was wondering about that a bit. Um, I think that the answer ultimately is that what we see is, is a certain amount of political intrigue between the Empire remnants. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my personal feeling was, oh, the expectation was great. You know, Moff Gideon will then work for Thrawn. They drink, name drop Thrawn. Then Moff Gideon does the whole power position move. Oh, where's Thrawn? We haven't seen him. And I still felt coming away from this, this, you know, this season before I saw the finale, okay, they'll still end up, you know, Thrawn will show up. He's going to work for him. So seemingly they killed off Moff Gideon. Now I say seemingly, yes, yes, because I've argued this, well, a couple of things. I don't think even in his Beskar Dark Trooper armor, he survives all that flame. I think he gets, no, you know, a a mini destroyer landed on him. Yes. But the argument's been made. We don't know. We could have, we still could have gone out. But also, clones, you don't know how many. What was really unclear to me with those clones is, well, are they just whatever clones? Or, like, I understood the Empire transferring his conscience into a clone because he's, like, major, you know, Sith or, abilities. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. But but a normal person, a clone's a clone. It's just, just like, you know, look, look at Boba Fett, the Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. It's raised, and it has its own memories and its own personality and all those things. And throughout the Clone Wars, Rebels, and Bad Batch, we see very definitively you have all these clones, and they're different. They all have their own personality, right? Yeah, they're genetic template, and they have similarities, but they're different. So I don't know what they're doing with that. It feels really weird to me to think he did that, he succeeded, and just thrown away. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. Um, I I tend to be someone I hate when people go like, "Oh God," you know. I hate the uh, the jaded. Yeah, they're just trying to sell toys. But I gotta say, like that suit I was mean, badass. Well, but but here's the thing: every time you turn around, they have a new standard stormtrooper, and then it lasts for an episode or two, and then it's fucking gone. <laughs> You're talking about the ones on the jetpacks that we had here. Now it's the jetpacks, the Praetorian it's the, Guard, it's the dark troopers. I mean, the Praetorian you are Guard. Definitely like every, slamming that table, baby. I'm yeah, really I I've tapped that time. But yeah. every fucking time you turn around, they're doing it again. I'm like, okay, like I mean, I, how many toys get, is Ian gonna have to buy here, Disney? Well, that's just it. I said, Chill I, out. I, I, I started buying hot toys. I'm not buying those. Yo, the iPod, the iPod, like troopers that they had in here zooming around. Uh, well, let, let's go back because we've been talking about Order sixty six, and in Chapter twenty of the Foundling, we actually got to see some Order sixty six. So we see, we see Grogu get out. Fucking awesome. Yeah, that was because cool. former Geekscape guest Ahmed Best shows up to rescue Grogu and get him into the ship to go off planet, and that was amazing. I loved it. I loved seeing Ahmed best. And I, I was thinking, you know, I, I had a little bit spoiled on me that day that like Ahmed best was going to make a cameo. And I got to tell you, no shame. I was hoping we heard a little Misa this and Misa that I was hoping. I, I know, but I'm always hoping that that character gets some level of uh, Spider-Man, no way home redemption. <laughs> I'm hoping we get a little bit of redemption for that character. Uh, but ultimately, like seeing Ahmed Best as a Jedi come and rescue Grogu was the highlight of that episode. Um, he, you know, he, because <laughs> the the rest of that episode is Mandalorians getting eaten by yet another dinosaur with the pterodactyls. And you know what? There were two or three pterodactyls that came to live with the Mandalorians afterwards. I thought they were going to come back. Remember that? 
Mm-hmm. They took they took the the pterodactyl yeah. babies. Yeah, and they were, yeah. They, they I was expecting. They, they, they said they're foundlings, and we never saw them again. They're foundlings. How badass would those guys have been in episodes twenty three and twenty four to have them flying around little mini pterodactyls? Would have been cool. Which would have been I'm a saying. shout out to the original stuff. And that's like, well, what happened to that? The Christmas special had you know Boba Fett on a brontosaurus. Like, let's have Mandalorians riding dinosaurs. Why not? It's Star Wars. We can have all sorts of stuff. Well, and now the well but then you get the nod to that in episode six of Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Okay, so, Ian, chapter 21, The pri- the Pirate. This is where the pirates are bombing Navarro. Um, it's it's cool. The, the main thing that lingers into the other episodes, besides, you know, the Mandalorians come and they, they pretty much make sure these pirates aren't doing shit on Navarro anymore. And Navarro rewards them and says, hey, y'all can set up a base here. The truth is, I thought that they were going to do that, which would have been weird because uh, ultimately Mandalore is their goal. Um, Teva discovering that the Beskar armor was in the wreckage. Those are the new dark trooper pieces of armor, not a Mandalorian spy, correct? Right. Who rescued Gideon? It was it was dark troopers, new dark troopers. Yeah, his troopers. The iPod troopers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Guns for Hire, another one that could potentially be like a spinoff. This one got a lot of slammed commentary because Jack Black and the cameos in Lizzo, this one. Yeah. I got to tell you, the, the, the Lizzo, Jack Black... That stuff was fun to me. I thought that was fun. I get that that was a little corny. I actually really enjoyed Bo-Katan and Mandalorian. To me, and by the way, that's exactly where I think the show, where the show is left for next season is instead of Bo-Katan, it's Grogu. But it's like, that felt like they're on a mission. They're looking for someone. They're doing what they do. I I had people, I know people like, oh, who cared about that? I was like, that was fun to me. I enjoyed it. They're kicking ass together. Um, I'm like, that, 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 that's a Star Wars cop show I'd watch. It was a lot of fun. I thought that episode was cool. It was fun. And um, the one thing that troubled me was like the one droid that Jaren starts beating up on happens to be one of the that like malfunctions. I'm like, oh, that's the one. You yeah. got to beat up any droid. It, no, it was very coincidental. That was a big, big coincidental. That being said, it's fun to have them run through the city. And I, I actually like when cameos are happening. Like, you know, we got several cameos from Hollywood actors in this series. Well, well, in what this is season. it about I this series it. that they they constantly have cameos? I loved it. I don't know, but, but because they like yeah. it, I guess it's fun. But don't, wouldn't you want to be in the show? Like, yeah, totally. Cool. Even I'm, if it's I'm a, a saying, character that's, that's like covered in makeup, like it's fun to have yeah. celebrities in this Star Wars series. You know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. Uh, Geeks, I, I got it together. But um, the one was thing it that the happened. Pirate of Guns for Hire, when you really got tons of tons more cameos, right? With um, it was Guns for Hire. Guns That's for the Hire, Jack yeah. Black one. Yeah. Um, before that, you got. Um, I'm saying because you also you got get... the, who played the ladies' man. And um, oh, it's uh, uh... the actor, yeah. and he yeah, shows yeah. up. Um, he showed up yeah. earlier right. in the convert, so and you were totally into that. Um, yeah. And uh, but but I'm saying you get you get all those directors with the at the Republic base, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, Fujiyama. I mean, like so many so many directors and people like that, you know, or cameoing. Uh, Diallo Jackson says that only eight episodes. They had like basically two filler episodes, for lack of a better phrase. Phrase. It definitely had all the pieces of a good story, but like Ian said, it always ended up being simple. Side note: I thought one of the clones of Gideon. Might have or will end up to be Snoke. No, he's out. They, they, I don't think it'll they, be Snoke. No, somewhere they've said that Snoke is a failed clone of Palpatine. Okay, that's okay. sort of the idea there. That, and that and that's that's part of the point that um, they had such difficulty making clones that have the Force, and that goes to you know getting to expanded universe stuff. That's that's an 
One thing I love that Filoni has been doing is, you know, way back in 1991, they did the, they first published the Air of the Empire book, you know, the, mm-hmm. the first Thrawn book. And at that time, there was nothing else. And they actually said for the first time, because there had been comics and stuff, but the comics was always understood where it wasn't canon. At the time, Lucasfilm said, this is canon. Mm-hmm. This is officially what it's going to be. And then there was books that went on for a long time. And a big part of that was you do cloning, you try to do, do cloning with force abilities. They always go fucking insane and it doesn't work out well, you know? So that was one of the concepts that Filoni brought over, you know? Well, excuse me. I should say that, that they brought over. Um, Filoni brought over others, but, but in that, in that, you know, that sequel trilogy, the idea that that's all Snoke is, is what JJ jumped into, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think we all agree that what um, Rise of Skywalker ended up becoming, you know, we all know that those three movies, there was no consistent vision. No. And J.J. just came up with what he could, you know, um, you know, to, I don't know if we could say fix it, get it on track. Did that really happen? I'm not sure. But, you know, and here's the thing. Is there the is Ray series will tissue. fix it. The Ray movie. Yeah, there's connective tissue. You know, you have the little me- mechanic things, you know, like, I mean, You've been having, you know, um, characters and things pop up, mm-hmm. you know, in these other shows, right? So, look, I can't say definitively that what's going on in the convert. I, I think that that base that we see, the idea of the, the cloners working for last vestiges of the Empire, whatever, that definitely does lead to Palpatine, yeah. you know? As for, you know... I don't. Th- I, I think w- w- it seemed anyway that they're not going to be able to use that doctor. Oh no, I can't think he's a vegetable yeah. at this point. Yeah, I think he's not. Um, at um, the end of uh, Guns uh, for by Hire, the way, we'll uh, uh, let me say on that episode yeah. that it's been suggested to me, and I, I think it's right. Is you know that episode really stands out as a hey, the pacing, everything about it, and people have said to me, well, that's that's Favreau's attempt to show that he can make Andor. Yeah, it was kind of an Andor-friendly show. But, yeah, um, that, that episode had a very Andor feel to it, right? At Andor pace, at, yeah. at least. Um, but ultimately, I think that whenever Jaren and Grogu aren't on the show, you this you got to be careful of that on the Mandalorian, right? Even when you're when you're focusing on Bo-Katan or some of the other Mandalorians, you can't you gotta you gotta put the timer on and you can't linger too long without the stars of the show showing up. Um, the end of that episode, uh, Guns for Hire did have the Bo versus Woes fight for leadership of that sect. Um, that, that I love I, these fights. Yeah. I think these fights I like are the awesome fights every time they do them. I, mean, I, lo- I love the use of the jetpack, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. blast you, you know, like there's flying punches and shit. And Woes is a kind of a fun character, and he has one of my favorite moments in the finale with piloting this destroyer yeah, into the into Mandalore, and I'm thinking, okay, heroic sacrifice, heroic sacrifice. And he's like, hell no, heroic yeah, sacrifice. That. I'm knocking out the fucking window and get the hell yeah. out of here. Yeah. Like, you're, I'm by the way, a lot figures. of people, a lot of people were wondering if he's not a spy. I never thought he was a spy, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of people wondered that. And no, so the spies is a misnomer, maybe. Yeah, my yeah. other question was, you know, the Mandalorians that they found on Mandalore. I mean, these guys are on the planet. Oh, we know exactly where the forge is, but we have no idea that there's been a base there. You know, we've never I seen any fucking tie fighters come and go. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. understand how they put an entire base there under Bo-Katan's nose since she's living well, on a moon. No, well, she's no. living. She's she's in the 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 same like she's living in the same. We're um, making some. You're making some assumptions. Remember the sense. How, how far is work? that? 
but how far is that? Sensors don't it? work on Mandalore. So unless they, they, they do an approach they work right by her, we don't know how she far the this... senses go. <laughs> Grogu flew to it. Yeah, it's not rescue crazy far away. Jaren. My point it's is not far away. Suddenly uh, they're like, "All right, uh, giant, uh, giant, uh, giant!" Like the fact that the no senses fleet, work on the panel that 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 I can buy, but the idea of the guys that are right there and they know exactly where it is that I that I have difficulty buying. So yeah. that made me wonder if they weren't, you know, spies. spies. You, know? you don't think the fact that like Bo-Katan can be sitting there on her throne in the same, you know, I, uh, I, I understand your point. I just I, no the that, that, one, that, that, one, that one doesn't bother me nearly. They're building much. an entire base and then stocking it full of tr- dark troopers and tie fighters. You, you don't know how you don't know how technology it is. You don't know what kind of sensor she has. You don't know. I, I don't have any that. sensors. For what I can tell, she doesn't have any sensors. Right. You definitely so look at the computer sitting there stewing on her throne. So there you go. So she doesn't know. And she's not even always there. No one said she's always been there. We actually literally saw that she wasn't there before. Mm. She's been off doing other stuff. She was building a fleet. Nobody she just came back there. Ian, you know this from experience. You don't you do not build an Imperial base and stock it full of TIE fighters and Praetorian Guard overnight. I well, we we actually know that the Praetorian Guard only just showed up. Yeah, uh, for dramatic effect at the end of the fight to take out one guy. Oh, but but literally, literally in the episode before. Right, he asked for it. Yeah, but he the, just he, asked he, for he, it. same thing with and the bombers. He just, and he just asked for 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 those reinforcements, right. whatever. So as they all came at know, the same time. As they far as we in. know, none of that stuff. The, the base was there, but not all the ships and all all the troops. Mm. Praetorian Guard is one of my things where I was like, wait a minute, these guys only show up for dramatic effect to fight one guy at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right. don't know. Come that's on. Right. Like I thought about the Lord of the Rings movies when you have like an army of goblins or an army of orcs, and there's always like a troll amongst them kicking ass and like being like the big heavy. Like, I'd love to see the Praetorian Guard amongst some of these dark troopers fighting alongside them and being like right. the okay, let's take clear that one because they're well, badass. And, and the way I remember the only, from they, the they old show up comics, just to take somebody out. Yeah. The, the old comics was this Crimson Guard. They were like the you know mm-hmm. they were basically the Royal Palpatine's personal guard. They were super trained and they were awesome fighters. That's right. You know, and I mean and and I think it's it, still in, inherently that's what they're saying and doing, but you know, but I agree with you. Why are these guys not actually fighting and doing they just shit? show up. Which is what I again loved about the finale in the fight with Gideon. You see the background, and everybody's kung fu fighting in the background. Mm-hmm. I love the fight on the platform with well, Gideon. I, I have to say, in the spies, I actually really love that they did that scene with you know all the different call them governors, whatever the, this imperial oh lovely. you know council, um, and the idea of the sharing resources and moving it around. You know, I think mm-hmm. is cool um, that they straight up call out the yeah, let the republic think they're just remnants, and that, you know because. Because that's the thing, and go again, going to the old stuff that was canon then isn't this idea that there was a bunch of imperial leftovers that you know that the rebellion becomes a new republic immediately, but they have to take out, they have to fight them, and it takes yeah. a while. There are skirmishes, you know? and yeah, I mean, the, and, and Jakku was, was a skirmish, and I think that's yes. supposed to have happened. You see it around then, right? Isn't it about five years after Jedi? You see the remnants of Jakku, and you see the Sardis. We see that. We see that in Force Awakens. Yes. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is, I think timeline-wise, we're getting to that around now, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that Mandalorian season one was uh, three years after Jedi. I think it's four. Four. Then yeah, well, then we're in it. 
We're in it to win so, it. Uh, there's a good chance we literally, maybe that's the movie, but we literally see that fight. My issue. Like that Star Destroyer literally might be thrown Star Destroyer. My main story. issue going into the spies is Grogu is starting to take a backseat to a lot of this stuff. And like, he's the highlight in a lot of ways to this episode. He's the heart of a lot of this stuff. And well, if he, once if you he go is, from, then, then they reestablish right. him back. I mean, more, guns right? for hire. He's guns for hire. He's, he's bowling half the episode. He's on, yeah. he's not on yeah. screen. The spies, he's kind of there. He, they, they, but, he but, gets, he gets his IG unit and the yes, no stuff was amazing. That's clearly my favorite. And, but, and, 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 and then he breaks up the fight. Bro, with the Paz Vizsla and and Axe Woes, and that that was but, awesome. But and now the whole, we've got, oh yeah, I didn't teach him that. You know, that's awesome. But now we've got this finale, and I texted Jim Pugernelli. I think I texted Andy Radinger as this Star Destroyer is like coming down into the planet, and you got Gideon fighting, and you've got Grogu hopping around fighting, and. That was just a badass episode. That was huge. That was the scale I wanted my Star Wars for the big epic climaxes. Uh, I love delivered. every time Grogu uses the Force that just help. You know, in it was the fight. awesome. I, I loved it. It was great. Him flipping around, jumping around. It's a little silly and fun, but I don't care. It's Grogu, and it's, it is great. And and you see him fighting, and then the Gideon stuff. And obviously, we love Giancarlo, but the Gideon stuff was awesome. And hearing the mechanized like hydraulics in his suit, and he's definitely stronger. Than anybody he's fighting, he's kicking ass. I can't wait for that toy to be on your shelf so I can come over and play with it. Get, you're getting that action figure, aren't you? The we'll Moff Gideon action figure. I'm, I'm not sure. We'll see. No, here's my problem. It. My problem is this: like, it's you make a cool toy and then you kill the character immediately. It's like I was two two episodes ago. I was like, all right, well, I was back and forth. I didn't get the IG11 because I'm like, all right, what are they doing with him? I actually knew a year ago this IG12 thing was coming. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, I, I, uh, he, he does like the Kang from Ninja Turtles. He gets uh, hit in the chest. I, I, I knew a year ago it, it had been someone had told me that someone toy wise had you know knew that Grogu ends up in an IG Eleven chassis, and cool, so I expected it. Two fucking episodes. That's it. You're gonna get more of that. You, you saw the ending. You saw the finale. You know they're gonna. Yeah, IG Eleven's back, so he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, they're gonna build him something. He can be in anything. The guy's a little pilot. Uh, uh, so my point, point is, so here's what they did about the toy thing. So you have the IG Eleven they already did from season one. Yes. So literally now they're gonna do two more toys probably, right? You're gonna get an IG Twelve with Grogu in it, and then you're gonna get a new IG Eleven because now he has red markings on. And Ian, I, I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this in your life. But I'm going to tell you to you now. You don't have to buy this shit. I'm not going to. I just told you that. I told you that before. <laughs> Ian, you don't have to give into this. This is my point. Childhood ain't coming back, it. baby. Childhood you, ain't coming excuse back. Excuse me. You literally just said you're going to get it, right? I want to come over and play with it. You're going to get it. And I'm going to play with it. But you don't have to. Don't I, do it I for know my I don't sake. have to. I ain't getting it for you. If I get the Moff Gideon action figure with the, like, you know, horns, black right. Vader suit, I'll get... I'm going to see Giancarlo and have him sign it for us. By the way, and that that was a lot of people were arguing they really felt that the armor was going to you know go the way of being the spy from off Gideon because the helmet was the same. And my take on that was, well, the helmet is just reminiscent of the Mythosaur. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has, it has horns. horns. Like, yeah, the Mythosaur has horns. That that didn't mean that they were you know in league, but Mm-mm. I don't know, man. You know, it's a, a part of me wishes they did something like that because it would be so much more complex, you know. And it's it, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. But I still enjoy it for what that is. I enjoy that for what it is. 
kids still have to watch this stuff. Okay, buddy, this can't uh, well, be the well, fucking wire, no, no, right, and, Kyle? And you're right. You're right. It is. It is more of a kids show in that sense. Listen, you say that, but then you get Andor's. So you know they're not all they're not all kids shows. I'm going to go ahead and say, I Andor. You know my thoughts on Andor. It was a little too long, and you know for me, I like the Andy Circus episodes. I love the pilot, but it started going like, hey, why am I spending this much time on a prequel? I understand that. You know, but this 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 see this season finale right here, this was my perfect. Star it's definitely right. a lot of fun. My perfect Star Wars on. is huge. Um, to me, I like the idea that Mandalorian's about a Mandalore. And we, we don't know. We, you know, presumably my gut, they'll show up in the movie to fight. You know, maybe they'll get wiped out. What movie are you talking about? Let's talk about this movie, Ian. Because so, one thing I didn't get at the end, last shot of the finale, and I love the way they did the iris out on the frogs for the very flash shot. But yeah. you have Grogu and you have Where's our ja- Dejarin. Where is R5 in that cabin? R5 is part of the squad now. Like R5 flew down into the mine, so. into the base. He, he, he hacked back, the computer. Right? He fought the Mazdroids. Yeah. He, he knocked he, one he, of the Mazdroids. Look, look, the bottom suit. line, he fully R2D2 that shit. R5 deserves to be on the team. Yeah. I think moving forward, if we see did, Jaren did, did and you have R5D4, the old Kenners from, from the original movie? Because I Yes. Did. Yes. We needed R five. R five deserves to be on the team. Tell yeah. Filoni, whoever's like, like, like this do, do people realize R five that, that she's straight up from back to when you know with the Jawas. Like that's yes. that, he's that R five. Yes, that's why he comes from Tatooine. Yeah, he's from Tatooine. Like that's that right. is it. That's right. Um, he got him from the Jawas. The R five needs to come back. Needs to be a part of the group. I Cannot agree. be discarded like that. Whatever, whoever you're getting these leaks from, I Ian, may or may not get that. It. Listen, Send it listen, back up the chain. No, no, Send it back ha- up the they, chain. They made that hot toy. They made R5 but with, with the other... With your the contacts in Hollywood. Tell them. Send it back up the chain to your contacts. I'm, I'm sure we see. I'm sure we'll see him. Again, <laughs> you know? Ian, talk about this movie. This is the one that was announced recently that Dave so, is directing. So look, they told us a while ago that they had this plan for this big interconnected you know, set of shows and they'd all come together in a big event. So now they've announced that big event is going to be a movie directed by Filoni. What are we getting they, next? They did. They did not say when that's coming. We get Ahsoka next, the okay. Ahsoka show, which looks um, for me as a fan of the animated shows. Ahsoka is just. I mean, and that you know, it's funny. I see a lot of people talk about. Well, do you need to watch Clone Wars and Rebels? I'm like, we don't need to. It just makes it infinitely better. And I know you're one of those people that hasn't watched it, and you have the not opinion all of to it. do. Not all of it. it and, but makes I, I, and I it so much better. I mean, I see the characters, I see the comparisons. I, I know about the characters. Clone but, Wars, that, but I'll tell you that trailer was fucking awesome. The, the trailer was awesome. amazing. Listen, so you thought it was awesome just from what you've seen. I mean, there's literally stuff in there like where you have them, just the way they pose and hold themselves. Mm. Things like Ahsoka twirling with the lightsaber to cut the ground at the fall. Like that's something that you know they do, like she and Anakin and Obi-Wan do all the time in the Clone Wars. It's just like it, it's like a signature move kind of thing. The thing Jedi's do to get down when they're trying to you know just you know do that covert shit, like okay. it's just cool shit like that. It's like whoa, this is so cool. And then obviously to see these characters that for years we watched you know animated to become live action, you know. Uh, I mean, literally stuff is what is most it's Thrawn and Ezra Bridger. It's literally mm-hmm. this the whole idea of the show that when we got in the episode of the Jedi in season two where she's asking where's Thrawn. That's the mission at the end of Rebels, the epilogue of Rebels. Literally sets that up. So who's playing think, Thrawn, Ian? Uh, Lars Mikkelsen. So who oh, did that's it, pretty damn good. Yeah, who did his voice in Rebels? 
Okay. So they're already even thinking that way. Like, you know, even when they cast, it's just like with Katie Sackhoff, a lot of time they cast voices of people that actually would look like the characters anyway. You know? So, um, look, I mean, here's the thing. You don't have to. I think you'll be able to enjoy Ahsoka perfectly well without having seen those shows, but it pays off so well. And, and same thing with Bad Batch. I mean, look, there's, there's some characters that they announced the Bad Batch season three is going to be the, going to be it. And they've introduced some stuff in Bad Batch that I, a lot of people that certainly fans of that show want to see come in. There's a character, Omega, that I want to know if Omega's still around and where she is, and I'd expect her to show up. Again, it's Filoni, and if he knows if he's doing one more season of Bad Batch, that's going to end. I think we see her in one of these shows. What do you you honestly think we're going to get a Mandalorian season four after the sound? Like um, this is what I think. Day. I think I want I want you to recognize what they did in this episode. There was the Rangers of the New Republic show mm-hmm. with the Cara Doom character, okay, that went away because Gina Carano fell into disfavor. They've just made him basically a Ranger of the New Republic. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so they've, yeah. they've essentially said whatever ideas they had for whatever they can do with that show now becomes Mandalorian season four. Mm-hmm. And how much of that first Mandalorian pilot was part of the uh, the Boba Fett movie that went away when exactly. they canceled that thing years ago? Right, right. Uh, so, so, that's, so we're going to that's, go. That's so I do think we get that. I also think in doing that, they get to put, listen, they're that building... be a Rangers of the New Republic show that has TIE fighters or has, has I, I don't Netflix think that's what it is. I, I think they stay with, they stay with the, the title that is already four. working so well for them. But yeah. I think you get more of that. Okay. You get, you know, Zebediah Aurelios, hopefully, you know, you get more of him, which for me, that was amazing. Cause literally when I saw that, I was like, great, well, that would have been the Ranger show. And, but they're still doing it because again, they're going somewhere directly. They're going to this movie that's going to bring it all together. You know, when you say what? Well, all we used to know about the Rangers, that show went away. But so we have Mandalorian. We had one season of Book of Boba Fett. Do we get another season? Do we need another season? Yeah, I don't think it, so. That's, and, and that's fine. But do we see Fennec Shand and Boba Fett again? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. We do. Maybe it's yes. in The Mandalorian. Maybe it's in Ahsoka. Maybe it's in Skeleton Crew. That's the other show coming after, right yeah. after Ahsoka. That's, that's all set with, at the same with, time. Uh, who's Jude in that? Law. That's Jude Law. Yeah, that's a live action. Live action with with kids. That'll be cool. With pa- with Padawans, with Jedi kids. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, when does that so, take place? Is it around the same same time? time? And it's same so time. we're gonna so we're probably gonna see Luke in that. Continuing the school that we so. saw in Boba Fett. Either, either we see him in it, or it's leading towards getting to him. Maybe. Hey Matt, slow down with the podcasts, please. Stop greenlighting podcasts. I can't have these sirens going past my window every two minutes every time you announce a podcast. You can't have. So it so here's the thing is. To me, where is this, this all going? I mean, you know, do we get, you know, I think, great, they made this announcement, this movie, Filoni, but making an announcement means it's probably at least three years away. Okay. And I think we get at least one, maybe two more seasons of Mandalorian before that. I Ahsoka, think Ahsoka, Ahsoka's probably more than one season, probably two, yeah. uh-huh. you know, um, maybe not, but probably, I think Skeleton Crew's probably two seasons. Okay. You know, and I think those all together, I think probably not another season of Book of Boba Fett. Right. You know, I, I think you, because what for? Um, right. Personally, and I think I said this in the podcast, I was really disappointed we didn't get Kira and Crimson Dawn in Book of Boba Fett. Well, if you read the comics, which are canon, you see that the Empire did take out Crimson Dawn before Jedi. But Kira's still alive. 
So she can still show up somewhere. Now, the last time the comics we've seen her as of now, it's shortly before Jedi starts. So it's about five years ago relative yeah. to the Mandalorian timeline. It's not it's In, nothing. Ian, the the Caesar stuff with Red Sun that was extended universe and was yes. Shadows of the Empire. Did that yes. stuff ever come back into canon? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. All right. I just have to check my childhood. Okay. Um, so yeah, we got... Jade, yeah. not yet. Yeah, not yet. But, but can happen. Can happen. There. Here's the thing. So so we're talking about this Filoni movie. So the other thing that you already referenced Luke is, has to be is in, Luke, Luke has to be in that. Yeah, uh, Luke has to be in that. You would expect Luke in there, you know... You can argue, do Han and Leia have to be in it? Mm. Not as much as Luke, in my mind. Ian, it's like this little... But you would think little, so? This little Grogu bastard, he's still a Jedi, right? Like, I know he picked the... You don't the, know if he's a bastard. But he's you still think, a Jedi. You don't Jedi. know who his parents are. Yes, but he's he still is. a Jedi. Like, like, well, like it was, so, that whole choice thing, the whole Lone Wolf and Cub so, thing that they did in Book of Boba yeah. like, come on. That bugged me. Here's the thing. So He's you not probably, making no choice. Listen, he's listen, in the let, Force let, let, right. me, let, let me explain something to you. So Ahsoka, because you haven't watched all the animated show. Yes, yes. Ahsoka leaves the Order right before she actually becomes a knight. She leaves because they basically threw her under the bus. And then they come back later. They're like, no, no, come back, come back. She's like, no, nah, I'm over this shit. I'm good, yeah. Okay? There's a reason, like, you know, she, her white blades, she took Sith blades that had been bled and she purified them. But it's also oh. it's sort of a sign of there's a neutrality to it. But at some point, and look, you know, when you see her in Rebels and everything she does, at some point, she's in line enough that people accept. And it seems like she does, too, except she's a Jedi. You know? Yeah. So it's interesting. She's had the training. You know, um, there's a point in Rebels where, you know, she's in this sort of other dimensional thing. There's a point where she's communing with Yoda. I mean, she's the stuff Jedi. you don't see. Yeah. I mean, Rogue from my perspective, Jedi. she is. Yeah. Rogu's yeah. going to ride the Mythosaur, I think. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I know. That's why you know? I half jokingly said it. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, honestly, for the longest time, I thought Grogu was destined to end up with the Dark Saber. You know, now here's yeah. the thing: is the Dark Saber destroyed? It's pretty crushed, bro. It's destroyed in the sense of it was a thousand years old, and mm-hmm. he destroyed it. But the crystal's probably not destroyed, nope. so it could, can be rebuilt. Sure, it could be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Should it be rebuilt? Uh, for the know, leader of the maybe, Mandalorian, maybe not. You know, it didn't hint at it during the scene where they relit the forge. Right. But it doesn't mean it can't be. Should it be a smaller hilt for Grogu? You know? By the way, I don't know if you know this, but there's a knob on a lightsaber that affects the length of the blade. Mm. So that's why, like, so Yoda, yeah, Yoda, so Yoda, yeah, so like, you know, Yoda can't handle a big blade because he couldn't swing without hitting the ground, right? I so. didn't know that, no. Okay, so Ian, we got a lot of stuff coming. Um... I think that it's smart that that Jude Law show has Luke in it. At it least does. a hint of it. I mean, it's a I, Jedi Temple show. I, my, my, it should be my, in there. No, no it's, he's, it's, he's getting these kids somewhere. So My assumption right. is he's trying to get them to Luke. Right. So that we're going to get a hint of that. Maybe we don't get Luke till the end of the show. Maybe it's two sure. seasons and we get him at the end of the second season. Sure. I don't know. Okay. You know? Mm. Well, Ian, I think you and I... We're going to see each other again in two weeks. Yeah. We've got a little show called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming. You're sitting next to me. Okay. And we're going to go see that. So Geeks gave us... I don't know what else we're going to add to the Mandalorian Season 3 discussion. Jim Pagarelli said, I've been away from home and haven't been seen the finale yet. My one question for you and Ian. One of the main criticisms I heard of the show this season is that it has lost its focus. The story arc journey of Mando and Grogu has been kind of pushed aside. 
Can't say I disagree, though I've enjoyed some of the divergence. Bo-Katan in particular is a great character, and Katie Sacker. We're getting to the questions sooner or later. Uh, Katie Sacker. Yeah, what I want to say about, about that game. criticism is, yeah, yeah, literally, they said, great. That, that's true. Yeah. They set so up a the, bunch of stuff. They resolved it, and now they're going back to exactly that. Yeah. That's, says, why he, I think, he, that's why I think you do get another season or two. He ultimately says that all these the show need to go all those different divergent paths. And I think so to satisfy these different shows that are going to come out of it. Yeah. Uh, it didn't water it down in the same way that I felt like the ending of uh, it could have, well, you know what well, I mean? Like well, when let, you see, let, let, let me say this on, on to his point, what the show did is pick up um, plot lines from the previous animated shows. Mm-hmm. So for people that didn't watch those, well, why do we care about this? I get that idea. I'm not one of those people because I did he, watch He those. watched that stuff. He watched I'm that saying, stuff. But, 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 but I'm addressing the, uh, the argument. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he, he didn't care. I'm just saying that that's what that is. Um, we got introduced to this Mandalorian and he doesn't take the helmet off and then the covert. And they're also, you know, crazy that way. And that's not what we'd seen before. And we got our answers. We got that mm-hmm. explained. And in getting that explained, we got the whole background of the covert and all of it. Um, so I actually really like that. And we got to find out sort of what the rules are and what the deal is now. We got to see Grogu actually, Grogu and uh, Jaren actually become closer in, in terms of their bond and making it official it makes by, it way, by way of doing all that, right? Yeah. Like I, I think, and, and Grogu, you know, he's part of the song. Grogu's part of the covert. He's mm. one of them. He's a true And R5's just watching so, on the side, jilted. Yeah, well, you know, fuck that, Troy. But I'm just saying, he was a, a whiny bitch. But my point is just that, so I would argue that I think that for the sake of the mythology of the show, I think we did need that stuff. You know, and now it's sort of like, it, it, it made Grogu official. We had a bit of it before, now now he's in it. And now we have to see what that means. What does it mean to train Grogu to be a Mandalorian? He doesn't need a helmet though, right? Well, that's honestly, I was literally thinking that. If nobody else is going to wear helmets, why does he need a helmet? He, he, well, he, he has a version of armor, right? He has yes. his chain mail. Yes. But isn't it bullshit? Why, like, the other kids had to wear helmets. No, build him another robot. He's going to get another robot. He's going to get another flying pod. He's going to get, like, he's going to get a lot of cool stuff. And you're going to have to buy every single one when it comes to Target. That's what I they're mean, doing. They're not, not going to build more things for Grogu for you to buy at no, Target. No, they're going to build a ton of this. I don't get the Target ones. Okay. All right. Well, Ian, I look forward to talking to you in two weeks to talk Guardians of the Galaxy. You're going to ignore Jason Inman about the Picard thing because you're just not, you're just not into Guys, it, right? So when, so here's the thing. Waiting on Heidi for Picard, uh, and we're going to binge him. We're probably going to try and binge him this weekend. Yeah. And over for, the for the record, in case everyone's unclear, I watched that shit at midnight last night. Of course. Of course you did. I heard it's incredible, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, but it'll probably have to take place over the next week. Um, what's, what's hilarious is I, all Le- I will say is there is a point where I cried a little bit. That, when do you not cry? When Lavar Burton showed up at Heidi's birthday party, that wasn't mine. She, um, Lavar asked about you know Picard season three, and Heidi's like, "Oh, we're gonna binge it when they're all up," because yeah, so we are gonna binge it now that they're all up. We're excited about it, and I heard that it's a masterpiece this last episode. So, Geekscapist. Look for Ian in two weeks. You're on the feed. If you're enjoying these conversations, you want to see more interviews, things like that, just tell your friends to subscribe to Geekscape Share it with them uh, and all that. Uh, leave us five-star reviews. If you enjoy these conversations, be like, oh my God, I'm going to leave a five-star review on the, my podcast and tell people like, Ian's the source. You can't find Ian anywhere else. He's amazing and he knows the nitty-gritty on all these things and he, he's he makes me the coolest person at the water cooler the next day. 
because I'm just quoting Ian and all the knowledge. Ian downloaded me on all the knowledge and all this stuff, and I show up at Comic-Con, and I know all this stuff thanks to Ian Kerner. Well, he's our resource. You are our audience, and let this be a resource to you. Share Geekscape, leave us reviews, all that stuff that helps us out. We'll be back with a normal interview Geekscape. Uh, live, it'll be on Tuesday. That's when I scheduled for it. And uh, we'll be back with Ian in two weeks talking James Gunn's finale in the Marvel Universe. Because the guy is all, all DC all the time. No, I, dude, I got to tell you, man, I have some serious apprehension to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Because... The holiday special made me nervous. No, I love the holiday special. But I'll tell you, man, like the um, the villain, the high evolutionary, in the idea that James Gunn's going to tap into his horror roots and do some body horror shit is really freaking me out. Well, he came but out I, at Comic-Con, like, uh, in, in character. Like, they had the same thing the years before. Where he one came my, out in characters like evolution. Yeah, it was pretty cool. One of my all-time comics is an Evolutionary War Avengers book. And it's one of my favorites. When I was a kid, I just poured over that book. It was a weird team. It had Hercules on it and U.S. Agent. And, and, all this. and, I, and I just loved that book. Um, but the body horror stuff that we're going to see in this movie is really freaking me out. And we'll talk about it in two weeks. Uh, peace, Geeks Gabus. Thanks again for doing this, man. Bye, buddy. Cool. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.